You're invited to take a vacation from everybody else's vacation to a place where you can explore cypress swamps and magical gardens and see a 65-foot waterfall that once powered an old mill that you can walk through today. Or just float along the cool, rushing waters of an old-fashioned swimming hole. See the places and plan your journey at visitmississippi.org slash outdoor adventure. Mississippi. Wanderers welcome. On another exciting episode of Animation Deliberation, we are moving on from the bloodthirsty demons and going to the gruesome titans. That's right, we are finally hitting Attack on Titan. We're starting the rewatch, so whether you're in the mood for a rewatch and want to join with us, or you just want to listen to us and just keep up with the show, this is the place to do it. We're hitting part one, the struggle for Trost, right after these ads we have no control over. You're invited to explore cypress swamps and magical gardens and float along the rushing waters of an old-fashioned swimming hole. Plan your journey at visitmississippi.org slash outdooradventure. Mississippi, wanderers welcome. Sing along if you know the words. A one, two, three, it's time for animation, deliberation, a conversation and a celebration of a favorite action animated series, yeah. Yeah, we are back with another anime this is Animation Deliberation, where we take action animation seriously, but not too seriously. I'm the host, Suhair Ali, and the beautiful voice you just heard, Mr. Andrew Rogers. How are you? I am so excited to be here for this. Attack on Titan has been nothing but a good time. And uh, I mean, how can we not just be excited for this? Anime is everything. It's a good time for uh, all the people who are partaking in the events of Attack on Titan. That being said, J. Scotty's not with us today because the Scout Corps called him to run some missions beyond the wall. So hopefully he'll make it back for our next entry. Uh, but without going too much into the story, like what's what's your background with the series since it started in 2013? Had you seen some of it before? Is this a rewatch for you? Like tell the people like where we're coming from. So I am coming from a blank slate, actually. Uh, I didn't really start getting into anime until 2020-ish when the pandemic started ramping up was when my uh, partner was like, hey, we should watch these animes. I'm like, okay, sure. And since I have fallen in love, as many of you would well know. So <laughs> Attack on Titan was always on my radar of shows of like, I've heard so much about this. It seems fantastic. I just never actually watched it. So this is technically my first watch through. I am up to season two right now as we record this because I literally couldn't put it down. That's why I'm so excited about it. But I'm coming at this mostly fresh. I I have obviously some future knowledge, but I'm coming to it from a perfectly new set of eyes at this point. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, I hate to break it for that. I've only seen up until season two. So after that, like I will be very strict on you keeping your mouth shut. If you want to spill anything until then, you're perfectly fine off camera or off microphone since you can't actually see us. <laughs> uh, but I started watching in 2013 when the show first came out because the girl that I was dating at the time was huge into anime. And she was like, you got to watch this. You got to watch this. And typically, like, it takes a lot of referrals for me to, like, genuinely give something a try or that person's word is, like, held in very high regard. So I was like, all right, yeah, for you, I'll watch it. And I ended up watching the first episode during a 7 p.m. class. And it was in Japanese. So I had the subs up and I didn't care that much. I was like, All right, whatever. I didn't have any I didn't have any background information. So I just put it on. And when this episode ended, I just flipped out. The teacher looked over to me and he was like, 
what are you doing on your computer? Because I could not control my face at this moment. I felt so bad. But after the events of the first episode happened, like I closed the computer and I was like, I have to step out for a moment and literally just went out to the hallway just trying to process what happened in the middle of this four-hour lecture. <laughs> so, I mean, that is amazing. So amazing. And and that's a big part <laughs> of the show for me is I had some background knowledge because it started almost 10 years ago. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to get to like the Titans showing up halfway through the first season. Now, I didn't expect episode one to just be like, let's this do is a all shitstorm. of this. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's uh, it is amazing. Uh, before we start to get into it, though, I think it's a good time to uh, kind of talk about our plan a little bit and just say that we're breaking up season one into two parts. So you have this podcast and then the next podcast, we're going to cover the second half of that first season. And then we're going to do another podcast for season two and so on. Uh, we're going to post our schedule on the social medias. But just so you are all aware, we're going to try and keep the spoilers limited. So we're just going to cover the first half of season one. Don't worry if you've only seen that first half. We're not going to talk about the second half until later. We're going to try and keep it as spoiler free as possible uh, as we go. Yeah, and social media is going to be hitting those exact episodes. So if you're like me, you don't like watching ahead, you can go up to a certain point, listen to our podcast, and then we'll try to get it up as timely as possible. But the reason that we're doing this now is because uh, the final season is on its second half right now. It's currently airing on a weekly basis. And this is one of those shows where it's like they didn't quite announce when each season was going to come out. So it was it was a little hard to keep up with. And like I said, this show's been out for almost 10 years now. 2013 when it started and when you watch this animation quality, it's hard to believe that that much time has passed. But we do love the show. We are trying to get back into it. So we, that's why we're doing this rewatch so that we can uh, kind of binge through the final season and just kind of talk of everything as a whole while while the hype is high so we appreciate everybody being on this journey with us um attack on titan season one is something i have seen more times than i can count uh the abridged on youtube is one of the funniest things in the world and it's on the first half of the season so uh <laughs> if you've been keeping up with the show definitely give that a look because it is hilarious um and season two, I've only seen once, so everything beyond that will be absolutely fresh for me. Uh, any other uh, points just kind of around the series itself before we like dive into the content? No, I think at this point, everything I have to say is stuff we're going to talk about as we go. So let's get started. Yeah, so spoiler talk. Uh, this show, I like to heavily compare to uh, with The Walking Dead in regards to... Nobody is safe and be careful when you like really get attached to a character because right off the bat, they show that they don't care. The first episode is literally just there's hope, there's peace. And then scouts coming in and it's like, OK, this is this is really gruesome, like seeing all the dead bodies and stuff. But, uh, you know, our, our heroes got something going to seeing a wall get kicked in by this colossal titan that can see over it and see everything like. He's just at a zoo, like, perching over one of the walls, like, checking out the lion exhibit. Uh, oh. Kicking in the gate. Titan's coming in. Watching the mom die in the very first episode. That's how they close it out. Like, wow, did this show just say... They, they, just, they just went all in on the first episode. Like, it's hard not to get engaged if you have a heavy enough stomach to be able to, to process everything. Yeah, it is 
terrifying. Like terrifying is honestly the word to use the feelings that they put inside you in this first episode. Like if you are not buckled in and ready to go, like you said, you're watching it in class, like you're (laughs) going to get blindsided by this because I was blindsided by it and I was sitting in my living room like it's absolute insanity. But you make a perfect point with it being The Walking Dead. Don't get attached to anyone because like, yeah, you, you get hurt almost immediately in this first episode and then as the first season goes on it's like yeah no we we don't care who they are we're gonna name them we're gonna give them backstory and then they're gonna who knows yeah after this first episode like from my recollection like i thought that they actually spent it like a good amount of time on like their training and stuff but it actually was pretty quick like the show is very to the point where they spend an episode maybe two kind of like setting a premise and then it's just like batshit crazy from there. So the first part of this is that they go into the train. They decided that they want to be uh, in the military because like poverty is insane. Like they sent like was like 200,000 people to go like reclaim the first gate after being pushed back and like less than 200 made it back or something and then they even admitted that it was like yeah we had like a population problem so we said that it was missions but we were trying to like kill people off yeah because they didn't even really send soldiers they were just conscripted civilians that definitely or most definitely didn't have the uh odm gear the the movement they gear so they were just forks. yeah they they were just going out there with pitchforks and other things to try and take down these titans And like even the small ones are scary and strong and are going to eat you. So then you get up to that, you know, 15 meter class. I mean, nothing comes close to the 60 meter colossal Titan. Like how were people supposed to do anything in that regard? And again, it's just the show setting pace of we're going to deal with heavy tones. There's going to be some questionable genocide. We're going to make some bad decisions like it's heavy, but it it drives the point home because you have the entirety of those first episodes where they're talking about that. And Aaron, Mik- uh, Aaron Mikasa and Armin are all children and they're having to deal with this like brutality around them, seeing it go on all the time. Like that's absolute insanity. And as I'm stumbling over names, I'm also just going to throw out there, uh, forgive me if Zuhair has to correct me at any point. I watched this show subbed, so I may stumble over a couple names as I'm trying to pronounce them for the first time. Actually, so did I. Oh, for the oh, first no. time I watched it dubbed, but recently I've been watching it subbed. And actually, I've I've been enjoying the sub. Like, there's, like, there's a couple voices here and there that it's like, okay, maybe that could have been done a little bit better. The one thing that I can't stand is... Um, one particular titan has a very distinct roar in the dub that sounds amazing and it's just like a cat getting stepped on in the song <laughs> uh, okay. I, I don't, uh well we'll get to that part when we get to that part but it's it's just one of those things because i don't want to skip over the training stuff because it was it wasn't it was quick but it was important we talk about but- just kind of like how incompetent like the military is at this point like they're all like high and mighty like oh yeah like you know we're the garrison unit and we just get we're here to protect you and blah 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 but like they really only care about themselves there's so many like background deals going on they hog all the food so that the and you know pretends like oh yeah we're working and we don't get to eat either and blah 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 when they really do have it better off than everybody else like all these you know pansies hiding behind the walls uh food is really scarce like it's such a big deal for 
uh, our three main heroes to get even like a loaf of bread, which is another reason that they join uh, the military as cadets so that they can feed themselves if, and then learn how to protect themselves afterwards. Yeah, and as this arc goes on uh, with the training, you do really learn about how screwy the system is as they, you know, they're all trying their hardest out there because some of them want to make that military police spot that, you know, only the top 10 can get to. And as this arc goes on, Aaron continues to point out how bizarre that it is that we're going to take our best fighters and hide them as far away from the Titans as possible. Yeah, but... It's it's basically, you know, quote unquote, protecting the elite. That's such a screwy system. But it's a real thing that happens where, you know, we just put people on a pedestal. We hide them away from the actual struggles while everyone else is fighting for their lives, quite literally in this case, uh, on the streets and beyond. Yeah, even like the one time that we do see the the king with uh, Commander Pixis, Pixis. Uh, it is one of those two. I know it is P-Y-X-S, so I'm not All sure right. if it's Pixis or Pixis. Pixis, because I thought they said Pixies the first time, so I'll stick with that. Um, but, like, the king has no idea what Titans look like. They don't understand, like, how terrifying they actually are. He's just like, oh, there is something happening two walls away. Everybody protect me at all costs. And the fact yeah. that one of the garrison guys was like, no disrespect, but... um. He's overqual like he's been letting you win at this chess game. He's overqualified to be here right now and he's going to go help us win this battle. Yeah, I mean, you don't get to be that old being a soldier unless you have some serious skill under your belt. For sure. And yeah, it's it's just all sorts of screwiness with this military system. But I will say their training seems to be very very well defined for like actually getting them prepared for what they have to do despite it being a screwy system i think it's because of the fact that they've actually encountered battles at this point because before that it was only the scouts and the scouts aren't training people it's just the garrison commanders and now that they actually have like battles under their belt like they've been a little more paranoid and it gets a little more precise with the training because you saw how much of cowards the garrison units were even the guy, um, Haynes, Hans, Haynes, Hans, Haynes, Hans. I think in the in the abridged they call him Hans. Like the, he pops up and they go Hans. That's kind of stuck in my head. You really got to check that out. It's hilarious. Uh, um, I will add Hans, that to the list. Hans or Haynes or what? Let's just call him Hans for now. Um, like he was a coward when it came to protecting Aaron's mom. He was like. I am a soldier, I can do this, and as soon as he looked him in the eyes, he's like, yep, nope, getting out of here. So yeah. from the bridge, is like, alright, say goodbye to your mom, kids! <laughs> Starts running away. Yeah, and it is really a testament to the fact that we cannot pick a topic right now, because the writing of this is so good, the way that they can jump back and forth between these themes, like, that's a real thing. People get into war scenarios like that, and they just can't look the enemy in the eye so they want to run they they can't actually do that so and you know we did kind of gloss over what was it the first time in a hundred years that like since the walls had come up that titans had attacked so of course yeah. none of these guys were going to have seen a titan if they were just on the wall protection and repair team but yeah you know the, the scouts. 
Yeah, they I can't say they do it with a smile on their face, but they do a really good job again in that first episode of showing the somberness of only some of us are going to come back, but we are doing everything we can to try and figure out more about the Titans to drive them back to explore the land, you know, that used to be ours uh, between the walls. It's terrifying, but also I'm going to say Aaron is crazy. Him wanting to be a part of the survey Corps that bad is absolute insanity. I know he's our main character, but no, no, just no. So what branch would you be in if we were stuck in these times? Like, I cannot pretend for a moment that I am fully brave enough to be like, yes, I would totally be in the Survey Corps. Uh, I'm not going to say I have the physical aptitude to be uh, in the military police, so I'm going to guess that I would be part of the uh, wall team there. Maybe Aaron's speech would have swayed me to be like, I should actually be helping beyond the walls, but even still, I would be shaken in my boots just like Connie was the whole time after he made the decision that he was going to be on the Survey Corps, if that's where I ended up. Like, it would, I wouldn't be happy about it, but I would be doing it for the betterment of humanity or whatever, but probably would still run away. Yeah, I feel like I would go in with the intent of being Garrison, just so I could protect whoever is, like, there with me, but I think Aaron's speech could potentially get me to be a scout i don't know i think garrison's likely it it is such an idealized situation because as you pointed out none of them have really seen titans there is this point in the training arc when uh both aaron and armin mention that they were from uh help me out with the initial town that was attacked Uh, how would you pronounce that it begins with the sh um need the spelling Back on. it's it's shiga something shiganshina shiganshina thank you wow that took way longer than it should have here uh when they mentioned that they were from uh shiganshina they were all amazed like oh wait hang on you've seen the titans what was the colossal titan like and it kind of is that reminder that all of these other guys are just joining up to try and protect people or to try and better their lives like you said they don't know how scary this actually is. And I firmly will state right now that the Titans are one of the scariest creatures I think I've ever seen in any media. For the sole purpose of most of the time when you get these giant creatures, they're lumbering, they're slow, they, you know, you can kind of predict their movements a little bit. And even when they get erratic, you can jump out of the way. The way that the Colossal Titan just would like snatch things out of the air with his hand or would, you know, swipe at the wires uh, from the ODM gear. Like, no, something that big should not be able to move that quickly. And it makes them like three times more terrifying than they would be if they were just big. The fact that they're big and fast, like I could never actually fathom fighting these things. Dude, especially the armor Titan, the way that he just comes in and just runs full speed. Like, they don't even get any of the cannons off. They're like, uh-uh, that's that's not normal. That dude is fast. Get out of here, like, right now. And he just, like, bulldozes through the gate. And, like, it was really cool how, like, dragon steam just comes out of his mouth. Like, it, that dude is sick. But at the same time, it's like, no, I would piss myself if I saw that. Seriously, and that's the first time I think they mentioned they had ever seen these weird colossal and armored titan. Mm-hmm. Like, because they're not normal, because there's the regular titans that vary in size that just have 
normal looking skin. Then you have the abnormal or aberrant titans that run all over the place. And then you have these two weird giant titans that just screw up the walls, I guess. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know how you could even fathom fighting regular, let alone that. So, yeah, I, as we have this conversation, I'm in the garrison. I'm not going to be a survey corps member. It's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and is, is that even to, like, jump ahead too much? But I'm trying not to mention anything from the second part of this. But on the first part, like, even when they had, like, distraction missions where they're trying to get the Titans up against the wall, because they made it very clear that this this is going ahead, but it's not really spoilerly in any way. But they mentioned that, like, Titans don't need to eat. They simply like hunt humans because they want to hunt humans. Like that's that's all they have. Like I think the sun is enough for them to live. Like they thrive off the sun, right? I I think so. We might be getting in the weeds on stuff that we're definitely going to talk about in our okay part I mean, but, two but, here. But the, so so it's like they they get to use themselves as distractions from time to time. But they're like you know rally a bunch of them go up on the wall and just like chill you know trying to keep their attention um but at that point it's like you think that the women get a little bit of practicing on cutting some napes because they're all pretty bad at it and i don't want to make it sound like it's the easiest thing to do because to be able to like spider-man swing between those buildings and then you know position yourself in the perfect way to get swords to go through a titan's neck can't be that easy but it's like man you got to get some practice in where you can yeah and i will speak from my background a little bit because you know nerdy engineers are going to do nerdy engineer things i have actually seen some like physics breakdowns and modeled mock-ups of how you could even attempt to create the gear that they're using and it's just so like that technology really can't exist to be able to propel you like that, let alone how you're targeting it, how you're pointing those rods in different directions. Like there's no way that you would comfortably be able to fly through the air like that without ending up splatting against a wall. Like Toby Maguire did when he, you know, got his powers back, but didn't and fell through some clotheslines. You know, you're, you're going to be coming up from the ground yelling about your back every now and again. So I, I agree. We look at, you know, Mikasa number one in their graduating class and it's like oh it's easy just do what she does but you know even aaron who is not number one is pretty bad so like what is the rest of that cadet class actually looking like if they were to try and fight titans yeah yeah i don't think i've i've seen armin even like try to go against one <laughs> and i guess that, i mean that really jumps into what i really want to talk about in this, the battle of trust itself uh, I love this uplifting speech when they're a week away from not being cadets anymore and like swearing into whichever one they want to be at. And they're just like, yeah, we made it. We're here. This is going to be awesome. Like, we're going to make a difference in the world. And then Colossus kind of is just like, sup? Remember me? I was so blindsided by that. I was just like, oh, yeah. Okay, we're going to get there. They're going to go beyond the wall. We're going to fight some people. It's going to be. No, wait, they can't get attacked again. They can't get attacked again. Like, yeah, yeah. everything that blindsided you, I was sitting there like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Because like, I knew what was going to happen. And that, that stands to like how well done the show is. That, like I've lost track of how many times I've seen season one. I know what's about to happen. And I'm still sitting there just super uncomfortable of just like, no. I can't. No, stop it. I need to turn this off right now. No, I'm in it. It's uh, it's so good. 
and, and like Aaron being the first to actually act and be like, "Oh, I'm gonna f this dude up." He he goes in for the attack and everything after he kicks the gate in again, uh, and just psh, disappears, and then all hell breaks loose from there. Yeah, the magic of appearing and reappearing also, I think, makes these things equally as terrifying as <laughs> anything else. The fact that they could just pop up behind you like, oh, hello, I'm going to attack you now. Uh, it's all over. But yeah, as we get into this battle, it just brings up these guttural feelings of they emotionally destroy you in the writing of the show. I love it because mm. it's it's great writing, but. I can't even tell you some of the names of the characters because they are show, so short-lived. You know, they give them a little bit of a background. They make you endeared to them. They listen to Aaron's speech. And then we lose like three or four major cadet members throughout the entirety of this battle that just get eaten. Like I think Marco was the big one that like just absolutely... They found, like, half his body just, like, leaning against a wall afterwards. Yeah, but it was so gut-wrenching to watch because they're all friends. They all came up together. You know, yes, it was only two episodes of the cadet training, but it was how many months that they had to be out there in the woods together, just, you know, bonding, having each other's backs. So to have that happen as your first instance of not really being in training anymore is just absolute insanity that'd be literally like graduating from like a military school and then immediately being attacked like the next day it's just how how could you even pretend that you're prepared to act when also it was like only cadets were really there because the garrison was so low numbered oh because the survey corps had just left that's what it was they had just gone out on their mission beyond the wall did they they just come back I believe they were just leaving for a mission beyond the wall. And then they were going to, once they came back, then they were going to like induct the cadets. If I remember correctly, I could be right. Oh, I thought they had just gotten. Oh, wait, no, no, that's the first episode. Yeah, you could be right. Cause yes, they come back Levi in the first episode. Okay. Yeah. Cause our badass Levi definitely made his debut during the battle of Tross. Um Mikasa's freaking amazing. The fact that they were just like, you're too elite to be here with these cadet missions. You're coming with us right away. And of course, she's amazing, but her weakness is that she's fixated on Aaron and doesn't feel like she can do anything without him, which is understandable based off of their uh, their background and their upbringing. Her parents getting killed and him helping, you know, kill the kidnappers and stuff like that. Both of them are psychopaths. Yeah, that is... I would like to talk at length about that at some point here when we get to it, because they just sprinkle that in in one episode in the middle of this giant battle arc of, oh, yeah, here's why uh, Mikasa and Aaron are so close together. But I, I do like that Aaron still seems to have a head on his shoulders in some way of like when Mikasa's like, no, I'm not going to fight with the high ranking guys. I have to protect you. Aaron says, no, you don't have to protect me. You have to protect humanity. Go do what you have to do. I'll be fine. Like yeah, he tries to at least stand up for himself. His, she's keeping a promise to his mom, right? Because yeah, she that grabbed him and said like protect him. And every time that he had like his outburst against his mom and everything, it's like Mikasa go talk to him. Mikasa just do this. So she she feels like she's this older sibling that she's doing everything that she does to protect the only family she really has left. Yeah, and it's 
it's moving and it's fantastic. And, uh, you know, we can kind of see what happens when she does let Aaron go out on his own. Uh, yeah. Because like he's on his first mission later. with another uplifting speech and this team that are like, yeah, we're ready to do this. Let's go. And everyone gets eaten in the first like 30 seconds of that jump. I was like, I'm sorry. Did our main character just die? Did he get his leg chopped off? Watch everybody else get eaten and then him save Arbin and just die? Like, what is supposed to happen for the rest of the show? Was he not meant to be the character? Is this like just their way of faking us out in like the first five episodes of this damn series i thought we were really getting like a nightmare on elm street situation for any of you who have seen that movie it's a horror film where like the first 20 minutes are focused on this one like very stereotypical blonde horror movie girl and then she just dies and then they switch to like the side character was actually your main character the whole time i had a moment of like oh i guess mikasa's just going to be our main character that's cool like they sold it so well by also having a lot of people die so you weren't surprised that aaron also died yeah people whose names we didn't bother remembering <laughs> yeah well not to be bad they animate so many of them like to be the same tall broody guy that when it's just like oh a bunch of them are gonna go and follow in aaron and armin's squad you're like oh okay it's that group nothing's gonna happen to them i'll learn about them when i need to and then things happen to them and you don't get to learn about them but yeah, it's interesting like if you go to attack on titans wiki and you go to the cadet corps which is theirs was the 104th class i believe yes. yeah 104th south division um you have the top 10 and you see the characters like how they look older and stuff and then you scroll down and it's like the last time you saw them was in the first episode you saw them <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's but also it's be careful if you look that up and you don't want to see like how they look in the future because i definitely did spoil myself just to make sure that you guys don't yeah we're gonna accidentally be doing a lot of that i fear because spoilers are everywhere for this show uh, as it currently I mean, it stands, not. it's been out for so long, and the the newest season just has so much hype around it. I was trying to avoid listening to the the opening song, but my friend wouldn't shut up about it, so I didn't. I was like, man, it's so sweet. Attack <laughs> on Titan has some pretty good opening music, just in general. Dude, like, open, closing, and just while the show was going on, like it's so good. It's really yeah, I'll good. I'll take my pause right now and. uh just talk about the animation if you want here this show did not come out in 2013 i'm not convinced because it holds <laughs> up, like it holds up and does better than some anime that we see today and i know it's a budget restriction thing and that these animators are working incredibly hard nothing to them because they all have their own different art styles but man does this look so good and especially when you get even into this battle for trost here the uh 3d fight scenes where they are just swinging from building to building between the titans legs and stuff so good so many good moments you're like yep they just poured the budget out right into that scene and i am absolutely loving it and i actually had to go back and look up what year this came out because i knew it was older and i watched the first bunch of episodes i'm like this had to have been like older but really only in my head and it was actually like you know 2016 or something and nope it was uh between 2012 and 2013 i believe depending on whether you were watching it in japanese or english uh, would have been what year you could have seen it but 
yeah, the animation holds up so well today, and I kind of hope it gets better because the show's still coming out now, so they may even have some better techniques. So I'm very excited to see that. Like you said, the music is just, it's wonderful background. They're not doing anything special with it, but it's supporting everything perfectly to the point that it almost goes unnoticed, which is what music and scores are generally supposed to do. So they're doing a really good job that way. I mean, it took them 10 years to make four seasons. So clearly they took their time with everything. Absolutely everything. (laughs) Yeah, no, we're getting spoiled right now with shows like Demon Slayer that are like, we're going to have one season a year. And my friend is just like, how dare you feel so lucky to have that? I've been waiting on Attack on Titan for 10 years now me <laughs> most anime fa- i mean my favorite anime literally does not have a return date ever so <laughs> who knows which one uh hunter hunter for all of you out there who are fans of that oh. show i absolutely love it and no one knows what's gonna happen but we're That's here for attack on one titan that i've been pushed to watch and now that you said that it's given me more reason not to no watch it because it's it's a really good endpoint, and me and BVK will be mad if you don't. Uh, but I want to, I want to rewatch my hero. <laughs> I want to rewatch uh, my hero. I want to start um, Fire Force. I've only watched the first episode, and I was like, I can get into this. There's been so much cool cosplay and stuff too. Like that, that show is very popular right now. Well, if you Excuse want us to me. podcast about one of these fantastic animes, write into us at uh, <laughs> let us know. But uh yeah so i think now is a good time to because we hit aaron's death i think we should probably talk about the episode well we kind of talked about aaron's death aaron gets eaten (laughs) this episode has no structure like we're just talking about crazy stuff that happens like there's there's no sense of having structure because it's just so much it's so much because the biggest reason that I think that really sunk in is because Aaron's arm gets bitten off as he gets swallowed by this Titan. And then they jump to the crazy episode about uh, how Aaron and Misaka met. Mikasa. Yeah. Misaka. Mikasa. Mikasa. Yeah. Mikasa. Uh, so they killed a guy. <laughs> <laughs> There's too much craziness going on, but like, uh, were like you ex- three guys? Yeah, were you expecting this? Because I was like, oh, they're gonna like escape the kidnappers or something. Like, I did not expect them to be literal sociopaths. Um, I didn't expect it, but also like, I haven't expected anything that's happened on this show. So. I mean, that's <laughs> that's fair, but like this one. It's just more of like how you're gonna kill off the main character and then bring me to his origin story. Like, I'm supposed to care about the dead guys. Like, well, it's not. A, I I felt it of more of uh, Misaka's origin story of like watched her parents die, was kidnapped, and then proceeded to kill the kidnappers after being like shouted at by Aaron that she needed to fight. Yeah, like that was just brutal and then to like actually kind of watch them just walk away like okay here's what we did i i mean his aaron's dad who we still haven't seen return at any point yet like chewed him out he's like i told you to go to the foot of the mountain what the hell did you do here 
And I love the way that like he was making sure that Mikasa was okay, and she was like, so I was a slightly like, where's the third guy? I was like, oh no, oh no. And like one thing that that always cracks me up about animes is when like a character is getting choked out, but they can still scream at the top of their lungs for like what to do. Like, come on, you can do it. It's like that's not how choking works. His hands are around your throat, like your airway is blocked. You can't be talking. Ow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a little plot armor sometimes, I suppose. But that that fight was still. Yeah. Stabs him with the spine. Yeah, like there there was just like visceral watching stabbings actually happen that just puts me so on edge. Like I, I wish all of you could see me right now, because Zuhair could see me like actively distressed as we talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all giddy and he just can't open his eyes. Um I'm, yeah, I'm, a, I'm they, really at a loss for they, words. Did they kidnap her for the sole purpose of selling her as a sex slave? The, because so, they talked about like how she's pure like whatever or no half and it's like you should have gotten the mom too but like i can't remember what like the actual yeah i forgive me for not specifically remembering uh what the like races that they were trying to reference were but i think it was like her mother was still full i think it was japanese or something along those lines because this is more germanic based so i think it was supposed to be she was more Asian or Japanese, and then her father was still from this local area, so then European. it would yeah, European, thank you. So it would make uh, Mikasa half of each, so in the very uncomfortable and gross sense of what would be, you know, prided features of someone that you're sex trafficking, features of people that no longer remain because titans are covering the earth would be highly valuable, so they were just seeking out okay the mother will fetch a high price but i guess the daughter will have to do really brings in some weird questions of what's going on you know in the really really insides of the wall because this feels very much like you know there's some weird illegal rings going on in the government and or royalty kind of thing so i don't know if that's going to come back up but i have to imagine those would have been the people purchasing other people which is Ah, uh, back to can't open my eyes here again. Yeah, there's not too many. There's not too many characters that actually even have dark hair in this show. No, there they are very few and far between. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that was quite the, quite the backstory for them, and then Mikasa stepping in to tell the merchants off, like I will kill you if you don't move this damn wagon right now. Like I love her. She's oh, she so is blunt and stoic. Like, even in one of it's not the the first parts end credits, but the second part. I only know this because, like, like the fir- in the second part that obviously we haven't gotten to yet. I like the opening song, but I can skip it. Like, if I'm binging for a while, like I'll listen to it the first time and skip over. It. I can't skip over the closing song on like with the little acorn or. Oh yeah, whatever flying down. I can't skip that song. I've been obsessed with it. It's so good. But like everybody else is kind of like lackadaisical and she's just like standing up like straight and strong, like in her in her salute with her hands behind her back. Like because it's amazing. So it sucks that like, you know, her weakness is what it is. And it, you know, kind of puts her on the line whenever that's a factor. 
But even the way that she was like just slaying Titans and part of the elite squad right off the bat, uh, the way that Aaron came to save her as a freaking Titan was really cool. Because again, I didn't see any of that coming. It's like, you just killed Aaron. Are we really killing Mikasa now? Is Armin going to be the main character of the show? <laughs> and yeah. that plot reveal was just wild. Like, the way it just came in and threw that cross. I was like, oh! Yeah, that was absolutely insane. And, you know, you talk about that or Aaron being her weakness. The only reason she was even in that situation is because she was being way too overzealous with her gas because she was so like viscerally upset when Armin said, you know, oh, by the way, Aaron got eaten. She just started going on a tear, like didn't show emotion on her face. Stone cold killer as always amazing, but you could see by her actions that she was distraught and it's, it's problematic, but I guess when you have a Titan older brother there to save you, you could do that. But I, I didn't know how she was getting out of it. I really didn't. And then big old Titan boy comes around the corner. Um, One of the missions, because you were talking about like the gas supply and everything, is like when they actually have to like take that into account. Like, hey, we weren't expecting to get attacked today. Like, we actually need our resources. So they actually had to go and um infiltrate like one of the command centers that had all the supplies that they needed and i thought that was such a cool arc because it shows like like mikasa was telling armin it's like we've always thought you were the genius of the group like you do a fantastic job at this so we trust your uh your your brain in all this right now so that whole sequence of them like going down the elevator and getting the elites to like hang down and slay the titans while everybody else had muskets like shooting into their eyes and stuff like just that plan and the execution and the fact that the cadets are doing better than like most of the garrison people in general was just so much fun to watch like it was so intense and i absolutely love sasha she is the gem of the show everything about her is incredible <laughs> when she missed her titan and she was like i'm sorry i didn't mean to hurt you and then the titan tried to slaughter and she turned over and she's like i said i was sorry like it's supposed to matter <laughs> everything about her is just so perfect Ah. <laughs> uh anime characters will always be great when it comes to those weird comedic things like that but yeah yeah that whole elevator scene was beautiful absolutely beautiful the complete darkness as they lower themselves in and then just having their faces lit by the musket fire and then the the uh yeah. nape of the next slice i agree it shows that they are honestly more proficient than the garrison because they actually care that was majority of our top 10 hanging out in there like all right i guess we got to get back the supply line so that we can have our gas but uh you bring up that point about armin being the brains of the group and him coming up with it and everyone trusting him it does give me hope for him as a character going forward like in this first half of the first season he feels like he's going to be a Zenitsu. Like, I'm going to be like, man, what are you doing here? Why are you bringing us down? Like, I don't totally foresee him. And this is not me bringing in future knowledge uh, either. I don't foresee him being a huge fighting force because he does seem weaker. If they put him in a good strategic role, I will be so happy because yeah. he you can see it every time they do something. He has a plan. He just doesn't know how to execute it. So you put him in a role where he can command Aaron or Mikasa or anything like that. Is going to be awesome. 
Like, how could you not want to see that? So I have some high hopes uh, for what is hopefully coming for him as a character and that we don't have another Zenitsu on our hands. And his biggest moment in this really is it's it's what you and I have been appreciating about shows more lately is that it's actually focusing on really, really, really good dialogue over action. Like the action obviously is phenomenal and we love it, but there's been a higher appreciation for dialogue lately. And even though this show is obviously far beyond its years, like after we get the reveal that Aaron is a Titan and that they save him and stuff like that, like the plan is that, hey, Armin, you're the smartest one here. Just talk to him and we're sure that you can figure it out. And I loved every bit of that scene of all these, uh, you know, pathetic garrison guys like, oh, no, like we should be scared of him. And he's a Titan and he's here to kill us and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I'm just going to throw facts on facts on facts. Everything that you say, I have a rebuttal for. And yes, like he has like a higher pitch voice, but it does not hit the typical anime trope or the typical, I guess, our point of reference is any two now of just being obnoxious in his tone at all like yeah he was whiny at the beginning but it was appropriate for his character it wasn't unnecessary in any sense it's something that he grew out of very quick and sure that tone in his voice is still there but like it doesn't take away from like the essence of his character at all yeah and i think the big thing of what you're saying is he was a child in that first episode like aaron why would we do this whereas yeah. now he is matured to some degree i can't remember the timeline of how old they actually are at this point but he's hit that point where he's like i gotta be confident in my facts i might be complaining a little bit that you are a bunch of idiots but i'm not going to be complaining to the point that it feels like you know i'm just whining to whine no i'm telling you what's happening this is why this is how he's gonna still be a little upset with his friends but he's still assertive when he needs to be and it's so so nice to see the quiet character get something a little bit better um mikasa is 15 with a february birthday aaron is 15th with a march birthday and armin is 15 with the november birthday okay because it didn't seem like they aged them up too much but Mm -mm. but yeah so then i mean armin does a good enough job that he can at least command or uh convince commander pixis or pikes whatever we determined we're calling him uh that what's the other commander that he was trying to convince earlier right the one but he, that had the the same voice actor as vegeta so like when he was <laughs> yelling at him i loved every bit of it because it it took me a minute because the dude the dude had a spectacular voice performance when they were going back and forth but like it took me a minute to just go oh my god this is vegeta yelling at him right now this is epic yeah. and then of course like pisces was i guess listening the whole time or whatever so as the other as Commander Vegeta was about to give the order. That's when he grabbed his hand. It's like, nah, let's just let's figure this out. Yeah, maybe let's do something a little bit smarter than this. Like he he very much did the nice way of calling him a dumb guy and putting him in his place. And the argument was Mikasa's one of our elite soldiers. We don't want to waste her. Yeah, that was (laughs) a real slap in the face to, you know, the savior that Aaron turns out to be blocking a mortar shell. No, no, let's 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 save her. We like her better. <laughs> that was cool. And you know they go into oh, the like, half titan of like yeah, like experimenting with him and whatnot. But like it's just half up. It's like I only need my hand right now. That's enough to block the shell. Yeah, and it, that was another just stunning moment of 
they do a weird job of making the Titans look painterly yet real. Like, I don't know how, I don't know why it just works. And There's a lot of detail in the muscles. That's why. Yeah. And in that half Titan moment is one of the only times actually, I think is the only time in this first half of the season that we see Aaron Titan without skin. So you get that muscle definition and everything in the half form. And it's like just an awesome shot, but also another just continuous blindsides of wait, he could just do that. He could do half. He could block a mortar shot. Okay, that's cool, I guess. Cool. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, then they devise our plan on Armin's behalf again. He's our little strategist at this point that figures out how we're going to use this power. Yeah, I love Pisces's like speech and the way that he like rallies people and whatnot. Cause when for, like we we said this at the beginning, it's like the people in this regiment, like they're not good at taking orders or communicating in any way. It's actually quite obnoxious. So the fact that Pikesis actually said, like, you can leave. We know that this plane is crazy. You guys did your service. We appreciate everything that you've done throughout this battle so far, but you don't have to follow my plan. You can just go home. And um yeah, good luck protecting your families by yourselves. And that little jab that turned everybody around, I was like, oh, oh, that was slick. Yeah, that was slick. He guilt tripped them so quick into walking back. They're all mad. None of them want to be there. But that one line alone of like, you can be part of something big or you can just be a wuss and go home and just die with your family. So that's cool. Like, Yeah, I don't I don't know how you don't do something but that that feels like you're setting up mutiny at that point when you you have to guilt trip your own soldiers to like get behind you that's a yeah that's a lot yeah it's kind of a it's kind of a interesting thing to specify early on it's like hey look at this boulder that happens to be here can we get it up front now nah, engineers can't do anything okay that might be a plot later, wink, wink. And then it's like, <laughs> hey, guys, remember that boulder that we just happened to see on one of our ventures? Let's seal the wall with that. It's not just a boulder. It's a rock. A rock. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help but throw that in there. So, yeah, you know, now we're just going to use Aaron's Titan power that we have no idea if he can control to try and move a boulder. What could go wrong? Like, such a... Hail Mary that like shouldn't have worked. It honestly should not have worked. Well, since the walls are gods, I guess it's Hail Maria. Yeah. Hail Maria, Hail Rose. Okay, yeah. If you follow that religion. Hail Mary, Hail Maria. (laughs) Yeah. So they go about that. That was another sequence. I mean, you're talking about like the the animation quality and everything, and it's like one more. It's like, all right, here's another uplifting thing. We got the perfect music. We got the sick speech. Let's go do this. And we see Aaron flying through and jumps and bites and turns into a titan. It's like, let me punch Mikasa now. Like, oh. Uh, And and that was a like stinger at the end of the episode. Just like, Aaron, Aaron, what's going on? Boom. Right through the building. Like uh, why it's such good storytelling, but also such like harmful to the thoughts of 
like your viewers like it is emotionally harmful to watch this show a friend of mine that is a listener of the podcast was like are you sure that you guys are going to be able to do like five podcasts and handle this whole show without needing therapy by the end i'm like no i think we are going to be therapy like i think this is just going to be us talking it out live on air to try and feel better (laughs) no i need therapy for plenty of reasons let's just add on to the list I'm just trying Demon to get like Slayer. a bundle deal. I'm trying to get a bundle deal of like all my emotional stuff plus all the shows that I watch. Uh, better help if you're session. listening. We'll take a sponsorship. Uh, <laughs> what is it? Uh, BetterHelp.com. They've yeah, been better on podcast. Oh jeez. I, uh. I tried doing BetterHelp, and they were just kind of like, "Uh, yeah, we don't have the resources for you. You need to go seek like actual help." I'm like, "Oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> Appreciate that." <laughs> Oh my gosh. So yeah, how did you feel? I I will say this is my one point in this first half of the season that I was a little like, is this really how we're going to get out of this? Was the entirety of the Armin talking to Aaron to like wake him up from the stupor situation that felt a little like heavy handed of the like behind the scenes listening to your friend talk you through a problem like anime tropiness almost i i don't know how to describe it it was just a little like i wanted a cooler way of aaron overcoming and understanding his power than you know just armin crying on top of him i don't know if that's insensitive of me but if it felt a little off i understand where you're coming from because it's you know anime trope in this and that but it also we saw a lot of where Aaron's coming from, a lot of where Mikasa's coming from. We see, like, Armin's story, like, with his grandparents having to go out. You know, how much they took care of him, but, you know, they, they were one of the people who were, like, sent out. So I think this kind of solidified, like, how much of a bond that Armin and Aaron have. Because it is very, Aaron's gonna do whatever he wants and Mikasa and Armin are gonna follow. So... For things to be so hopeless and for this to just be like, I gotta give this a try, understanding that we're going to be seeing a lot of other badass stuff coming up too, I was fine with it, especially because they added the imagery of Aaron like just being at his dining room table thinking everything's okay. And Armin's like knocking in from the window. It's like, so because of that imagery and just kind of understanding like the grand scheme of things, like it didn't bother me, but it is, it is an anime trope that you're just like, okay, this, this. Of a, of ten episodes of unpredictable what the hell moments, like you can throw in a trope. <laughs> yeah, and who knows? This did happen ten years ago. This could have been the creation of the trope. Like, I gotta try and remember it through that lens too. That if it's older, we could just be thinking like, oh, it's tropey because they copied what Attack on Titan did. And it's not to say that I don't love the relationship that the two of them have. I don't think it was yeah. at this point. I think it was earlier on when there was the scene of them with like the book sitting there like what's beyond the walls there used to be all these things out in nature like i wonder what the world could hold i just was brought back to that you know boyish wonder of you know what what is out in the world and you have that you know picture dictionary or encyclopedia that you found in your house like ooh, what are all these things that i've never heard of or never gotten to see and then you remember that these guys are in a post-apocalyptic world like that was a really awesome scene of what these guys had to grow up in and what they're getting to now. I don't think it was the same scene. So like, I love their relationship. It just, like I said, it fell a little flat, but still was awesome to see him 
eventually get the power back under control and, you know, lift up this boulder that they also didn't even know he had enough strength to lift. Like, I think they said that when he picked it up, like, oh, I guess he can do it. Like, what do you, what do you mean? We were just guessing this whole time? I mean, he was surprised himself that went into a subconscious. He's like, oh, my God, this is like burning everything in me right now. Like, he's like, this hurts like hell, but I got to power through. Like, look at everyone fighting for me. Which, uh, again, like, it's no point, like, remembering any of the elite's names because all of them died. Uh, the girl with the glasses who was, like, trying to take point on things was, like, she was very against the mission to begin with. She's like, I'm going to call it a failure. I'm going to call it a failure. It's a failure. It's like, no, the only thing that's a failure is your life right now because you kept arguing. Like, dude, the amount of times that teammates just bicker at each other is ridiculous. Well, and it is a little understandable, understandable but I was about to say, <laughs> because they've been at this for how long, and this whole arc of the season caps off on a really fantastic point that was, this is the first battle against the Titans that humanity has ever won in a hundred plus years. This is the first time that they've actually done something successful to push back the Titans. Like, I could totally understand how this power that no one knows about and it's like, okay, I guess we're going to let this guy be a Titan. Like, yeah, you're probably going to fail. You're probably going to bicker. You're probably not going to love what the plans are. But also the fact that they were still willing to sacrifice their lives. Like she did redeem herself by saying, no, we follow the plan. I don't care that he just attacked Mikasa. Armin thinks he can turn him back on our side, protect him at all costs from these Titans that are coming. Like they still have that bit of pride and honor to their work even if they don't totally agree with every single plan and then afterwards like when he did seal up the boulder it was so gratifying that they just like pointed all the cannons on the walls down to the pile of titans that were trying to get the humans and just shot them all up i was like that must have felt great for them yeah after you know sitting there on bated breath just literally being a bait to get these titans over to the wall like that's gotta be scary so to then have the satisfaction of taking them out i totally yeah. agree big booms are always fun yeah like it's and you know they talk about like first win for humanity you know they they sealed up the wall everything's good to go but like excuse me they couldn't celebrate it all then the next episode like they actually took the time to be like we need to go find all of these bodies and burn them because we're going to have a pandemic in this tight space if we don't get all of these out here so it's like identify can you help us like watching the cadets like struggle and everything too and just be like dude we gotta hurry this up like we need to burn these bodies yeah and that hurt a little bit more than i think it should have because obviously when this was written in 2013 none of us really knew what a pandemic felt like mm -hmm. so that was just that weird like punch in the gut for absolutely no reason no matter how many times this show has punched us in the gut already that one just really really hit home of like yeah sometimes you got to make these sacrifices to you know make sure that people can get places safe and stuff it was a that that was another bizarre moment especially in the wrap-up of everything going on yeah what was a fun flash game in high school is now one of the cringiest words around yep um i don't know if there's much else to hear there I mean, we got to, like i said we got to see levi for the first time 
and the sad like he's just having fun with it he's like oh i get to just do this at home with like building stuff around sure like just slaying them one by one and when he like shot out his blades like into the eyes he's like come on let's just be a man about this <laughs> and just I was like okay scouts are freaking awesome i don't care how it opened it up if you survived as a scout you have a skill set oh yeah for sure like with knowing how many of them have unfortunately died in the line of duty the ones that are still around are awesome and you know not even spoiling we're gonna get much more of the survey core going into the second half of the season and uh, i'm excited to talk about them for sure yeah do you want to give them the number of episodes that we're watching for the Um, next episode I know we obviously just made it up through episode 16 on this one. And then our next podcast will be covering uh, episodes 14 through 25. I know it's the rest of the season. I couldn't remember if there was 24 or 25 episodes. But yeah, uh, 14 through 25, we've nicknamed that arc the Expedition Beyond the Wall. And I feel like this is also a slightly perfect time to just call out uh, currently on our Instagram animation deliberation uh, on Instagram. You can find a lovely piece of art that Zuhair made for us that actually gives the breakdown of what our three upcoming podcasts are. And as soon as we figure out what the remaining podcasts are going to look like uh, for Attack on Titan, we're going to be putting it up there as a little watch list so you know what you have to keep up on. And on top of that, I'm also just going to throw out as I'm plugging, I had a fantastic interaction with a fan uh, the other day when I posted up this piece of art because he actually replied to our story and said, hey, what season are these episodes in? And it was like a weird question I didn't even think to uh, put on there. So I just replied back, oh, yeah, this is season one and season two. You know, any other questions, let me know. And it was just kind of a nice little like person actually asked the question and I was on the other side of the social media to answer. So if you guys ever want to interact, I'm more than happy to. It it, kind of made me smile a little bit when I saw it. It was kind of fun to see that people are actually reading the things we're putting up there um, as we're doing this. Yeah, interactions with uh, listeners means more to me than like our numbers or ranks ever will. Because the whole point is that we're excited to watch the stuff and we want to share these conversations and what we think of these things with like-minded people who don't have a social group that really covers this stuff. Uh, not everybody has that, you know, that luxury of having friends to talk to all this nerdy stuff to about. So we just want to be that outlet. So anytime that you guys want to talk, just reach out. Yeah, for sure. Like since I've gotten some of my friends to listen, it's awesome when they text me like, hey, I just listened to the podcast. Like I had these thoughts and then we, you know, talk about and go back and forth. It is fun. Um, I know it feels like we're wrapping up, however, but there was one more thing I wanted to bring up about this first half of the season that I don't know if it's going to be important, but we didn't talk about it. And it feels like it's going to be important. What's that? Aaron's little flashback in like episode two, uh, (laughs) wherein it's right before he like wakes up on the other side of the wall and we find out that, you know, they basically sacrificed all these lives to move people from inside the first wall to inside the second wall. Uh, There was that flashback that he had that Mikasa woke him up from the dream, wherein his father was like injecting him with something and gave him that key. I don't know what's going on there. And again, this is not future knowledge. I have feels like it's going to be important though do you have any 
Any thoughts yourself on what in the world was going on there? Because it was a 20 second flashback, but I remember watching it like I got to write this down because we need to talk about this at some point because I f- it has to come back. up. Yeah, we know he's a doctor and a physician. We know that he has a key to a basement that has very important research. Yeah, and I think it was. We know that he was house, injecting right? his kid with something. So I really don't know beyond that. It's yeah, like as much as I want to speculate, it feels like all of my speculation would just be wrong with the way that the show has already yeah. like treated, kind of thrown me around a little bit. I I don't know what. Yeah, to like think. I also, I mean, you're you're on season two as well, but it's like I don't want to say something with the guise of speculation when it's my subconscious actually remembering. Oh, for sure. I so And like I said, I'm not bringing that up with any sort of like thoughts in my head. I'm just bringing it up because in episode 1 there was like heavy emphasis on, "Oh, you want to jo- join the survey corps? I got this key right here. It goes to the basement. It's time for you to learn what's down there." And then obvious titan attack. And then episode two is Aaron. Here's the key and a syringe. See you later. Like that felt super, super important. And it almost seemed like, okay, season one is going to be about figuring out what the key does. And then in this first half, it has not since once come back up. So I'm just mentally preparing both myself. And I also wanted to point it out to the listeners. If they did not, if they did not feel like it was special. I'm just going to, guess that it may have been special because i know it's special and the show wants us to forget like hey don't say that we didn't throw this out here because we did (laughs) yeah it's gonna be one of those it's gonna be a young justice thing where they like throw a character in the background in season one and then next thing you know it's season four and a school bus that's traveling through time and space is you know a integral part of your tv show they're just gonna be like it was there the whole time we we told you about it so I don't know. I, I wanted to at least bring it up before we inevitably forget about it because we have to watch yeah. so many episodes to get to wherever that's going to be happening. Uh, we can't give them the satisfaction of that mission accomplished. <laughs> now, that's what podcasts like this is for, you know, to bring up those things that you completely forgot about. And then we also forget about them and you guys write in to tell us. <laughs> for sure. Uh, I do believe at this point, though, that is all that I had to gush about in this first half of the season. Yeah, I'm ready to go finish season one and talk about it because ha! So good. <laughs> for sure. Alright, well that's it for everything. Um, check out our social medias. Reach out. We'd love to talk to you guys. And yeah, we love that you're watching with us. So if there's anything else that you really want us to cover or uh, any thoughts that you have on this show itself as you're watching with us please try not to spoil it for us if you can uh we'd love to chat with you guys so tune in next time and as always stay whelmed until next week muscle muscle thank you for listening to the animation deliberation podcast a proud member of the strand panda network if you would like to contact us you can email animation deliberation podcast at gmail.com or follow us on twitter at animation delib one For this and other great shows, you can visit strandapanda.com or join the great community that is the Strandapanda Chat Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash svchat. Tune in next time, and remember, stay whelmed.
You're invited to take a vacation from everybody else's vacation to a place where you can explore cypress swamps and magical gardens and see a 65-foot waterfall that once powered an old mill that you can walk through today. Or just float along the cool, rushing waters of an old-fashioned swimming hole. See the places and plan your journey at visitmississippi.org slash outdoor adventure. Mississippi. Wanderers welcome. You're invited to explore cypress swamps and magical gardens and float along the rushing waters of an old-fashioned swimming hole. Plan your journey at visitmississippi.org slash outdoor adventure. Mississippi. Wanderers welcome. Right here in your neighborhood. Here's a little tale about hard to recycle plastics. Their destinies were changed. Their new lives are fantastic. What once was trash can live on as new things with a program that complements your regular recycling. Plastics can be so much more. Give the trash a second chance it was hoping hard to recycle plastics can be so much more participate in the hefty energy bag program happening in your neighborhood today there's a highway that stretches across the 93 days of summer where worship isn't offered to the sun but to the smoking tire the s-curve and the spin turn and if you ride it make sure you do it in a dodge charger challenger or durango because on this highway the lines being blurred are the ones between drivers and demons. Welcome to Highway 93. Dodge is a registered trademark. Right here in your neighborhood. Here's a little tale about hard-to-recycle plastics. Their destinies were changed. Their new lives are fantastic. What once was trash can live on as new things with a program that complements your regular recycling. plastics can be so much more. Give the trash a second Hard to recycle plastics can be so much more. Participate in the Hefty Energy Bag program happening in your neighborhood today.